Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Sometimes we laugh and sometimes we cry, but I guess you know now. Baby. Guests appear on the Smash and now back to the Gangoon Show. Live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. It's like a ghost town. Where did he be at when they with you. Gabe Kuhn returns coming up here on Monday. Again, thanks to him for letting me fill in for him all week long as we are broadcasting here on 92.9 FM ESPN. Uh, time to talk some Memphis football as they get ready to take on Tulane. Coming up this week with Frank Bonner II, uh, obviously beat writer for the Daily Memphian. He joins us now. Follow him on Twitter at Frank underscore Bonner 2. Frank, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. I appreciate y'all having me. Hey, uh, let's talk about this piece uh, that I, I saw you put up on, on Twitter, uh, talking about the transfer portal and some of the transfer, transfers uh, that Memphis uh, has brought in. Uh, I want to first get your thoughts on them kind of changing this transfer portal uh, and going you know, uh, to 15 less dates in the transfer portal each year. Football still having two transfer portals. How that'll shake out, I'm not quite sure as far as how many days in each one. Do you like the idea of shortening that window up? Yeah, I do, um, especially as a beat writer, uh, because uh, the transfer portal can can get so rampant. It seems like you know when that time a year comes around, is every day somebody's coming or leaving or, or going, and so it kind of it kind of brings some more um, less. It, it's it's going to make that time period less chaotic, uh, and I think it's going to allow college coaches to know what they're dealing with with their rosters uh, sooner than, than what it has been. The college basketball program with Penny Hardaway, obviously he uses it a ton. Uh, how big of an influence does that transfer portal have on Memphis football year to year? You mean the rule or just in general? No, just a, a, in general, the, the transfer portal and how many transfers you're bringing in year to year. Oh, well, um, I mean, if you look at this offseason, it was it was – Pretty pretty heavily, and obviously the sample sizes are different, right? Like the the NBA or the college basketball roster is a lot smaller than a right. football roster, so you have a lot of, from a numbers standpoint. Football has a lot of numbers coming in and out, but from for basketball, the percentage of the team is is, is a different situation. But if you look at Memphis, it's, it's it's very important because when you're in a situation where you're a group of five school 
um, and you have a player like a Caden Prescorn who has a breakout year, right? And then you got uh, other opportunities that can happen for them. You know, every year you have the situation where you might lose some of your top guys. And so when something like that happens, you have to put yourself in the transfer portal to see what other guys can you bring in. And so I think it's this revolving door for a program like Memphis is every year you have to anticipate that some guys are going to leave and you know you're going to bring in other guys to help replace them. See, and that's crazy because essentially, you know, you hear about head coaches, uh, you know, using programs as stepping stone programs, you know, like to call them. Uh, until they get to that, you know, power five school that they want to be at and where they can compete for a championship. Uh, And in those power five schools, a lot of those kids that are transferring are transferring because they're not getting enough playing time uh, or they want to play with a different quarterback, throws throws a football more, or they want to play for a national championship, whatever the case may be. When you have a breakout player uh, at Memphis and he's doing really well, what is said to you? Uh, the beat writer uh, of Memphis as far as the reasoning for leaving, because we've seen guys from Memphis make it to the NFL. It's not like this school doesn't have guys. You guys just had a big ceremony for D'Angelo Williams, obviously over the weekend, very successful NFL player. So what's the reasoning that they leave? Well, I mean, I think uh, Ryan kind of alluded to it um, in one of his comments in, uh, you know, ahead of the season in the fall or, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but I think I put in the story where he said if, if Anthony Lansford, who's the tight end now, he said if he has a 48-catch season, he said, I don't think we can afford to keep him. I mean, the NIL is a part of this, right? And yeah. so, yeah, I may be able to make it to the NFL, you know, if I stay at Memphis, but if, if I'm hearing rumblings of opportunities for me to help my family now, if I go to this school or that school, uh, I have to – make the, 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 the decision as to what's better for me, my family. And so, you know, people talk about NIL and, 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 and you know, they kind of talk about it in a bad light because of players are leaving or whatever. But if you had a situation to better your family financially, you know, and we're just talking about like in a job, you would look at that opportunity. Well, it's no different for these, these student athletes. If there's, if there's a, an avenue for me to, better position myself for NIL money, I have to see what that's about. See, and for me, I look at situations like Colorado. I'm one of those guys, I guess you could say. Um, And I I get down with what Dion's doing, right? He comes in and tells everybody, you can leave because I'm ringing in all new guys. Uh, And true to his word, they all pretty much do leave except for, for one or two guys. I think that's, to me, that's a way too big of an overhaul. I'd rather see some type of limitations put on you know, for each program, basketball, football, whatever, and just say, okay, each program's allowed. If it's football, say every every football program's allowed to have ten guys moving the transfer portal per year. Uh, basketball, make it five or whatever the number you want to be. Baseball has a huge problem there because all these guys that aren't playing, younger guys that are freshmen and sophomores, they go hop into a transfer portal, uh, and a bunch of them never even end up back on a D one team after they leave. And then recruiting numbers change as well because. These colleges would rather grab guys out of the transfer portal than wait on a freshman or sophomore to play. So now these guys that could be playing at a higher level now are having to play Division II, Division Three, or a JUCO school. Like, it's really screwed up baseball. Uh, but what do you think of that idea as far as putting limitations on, you know, how many guys, you know, uh, a university can bring in on a given year? Well, I think that's hard to do because putting limitations on how many guys a university can bring in 
well, what if I'm losing more than that? Like, what if I have, what if I'm a coach of a program where 15 people on my roster decided they wanted to enter into the portal. And then now the NCAA is telling me I can only bring in 10. Well, I just lost 15. I think what it should be though. Well, I guess something that could be thrown out there. I don't, I don't know if I, how I feel about it, but there's a max of how many guys you can bring in, and the only way to exceed that is if you've had more guys leave. And so, like, if, like you, if you put a max of 10 people, you can only bring in 10 people, but if you lose 12, then the NCAA will allow you to raise that to 12. Yeah, I'm down with that. I I, I totally support that. There you go. Let's get it on social media. Uh, at Frank uh, <laughs> underscore Bonner, too. Let's, let's get everybody uh, out there to tweet at the NCAA and get this rule change. Uh, okay, let's talk a little bit more about your, your piece, because I think it was really good. Talking about, you know, really what is attracting players that are playing in a Power 5 conference like the SEC, and they hit the transfer portal of wanting to come and play in Memphis. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it, and from talking to you know, hearing from, from some of the players, you know, obviously it's situational. And so there's a lot of different different reasons. Um, but to your point, you know, there were a number of them who did say that, you know, I saw the fact that they put, you know, X amount of guys in the league. You know, I, I think that is uh, something that is enticing for transfers. And when you look at a, a program like Memphis, they do put guys into the NFL. So I think that's one of them. Um, obviously, you know, when you talk to players about why they came to uh, a program, they're always going to talk about the coaching staff and everything like that. Um, but, um, you know, the punter Reed, you know, he mentioned that he saw what Joe Doyle was able to do here um, and the success he had when he came to Memphis. And so that kind of. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Enticed him to come. So I just think um, it's a snowball effect in a good way that when you have one transfer who does well, that opens the door for other transfers to think they can do well there. Um, and, you know, that's kind of what Memphis has created. Connor, our, our producer, uh, just texted me and said, Nike and Memphis uh, got a new five-year deal done today. Does that matter to football players? I mean, basketball players, I guess it might matter if it's an Under Armour school or if it's a Nike school and so forth and the shoes you're wearing and whatever. Is it a big deal to football players? You know, I don't think it's as big of a deal for football players as, as basketball. Uh, I think football players are probably more concerned with the combination and the, and the color schemes of the jerseys as they are, what brand, I guess if you are impartial to, to Nike personally, and you happen to play uh, football, then that matters. But I think that is more of a conversation for basketball players than it is football, just because basketball players get the, the basketball shoes and, and, and so on. And, and Nike player uh, football players are playing in cleats. So I do think it's a little different. All right, let's talk about the big game coming up this weekend, Frank, uh, or next weekend, I should say, against Tulane. Uh, and again, they come to Memphis, which always is a good thing. This probably, I mean, I guess we'll see on SMU, but this probably is their toughest matchup left on the schedule, I would say, looking at what's left. 
uh, and probably a, a difference maker type game. If they win this one, they can get on even more of a run they've already been on to this point. What are the one or two biggest things they need to get accomplished against Tulane next week? Well, I think for one, um, you've got to start off fast. You don't want to get behind uh, against this this Tulane team and, and have to play from behind like they did last year. And so I think that's the number one thing. You can't go down 17-0 like you did against Boise. Obviously, protecting the ball is always important. And then I think this team is going to go as far as – obviously, Seth has to play good. But I think this team is probably going to go as far as um, Blake Watson as a playmaker can take them. I think in big games like this, you need Blake Watson to show up, and then you're going to need another guy whether that guy is Rock Taylor or, or Demir or, um, you know, maybe Seth Smith, you're going to need Blake Watson and then a plus one offensively in order to help you get it done. What about this Memphis defense against that two-lane offense? Because that two-lane offense has shown the ability to, uh, to score points, and that quarterback's pretty good. Yeah, right. And, uh, you know, Michael Pratt, he's uh, healthy now. Obviously, he started the season, you know, he he wasn't healthy, so – you know, he's going to put some pressure on that secondary. And then you've got – you can't forget, I know Spears is gone, but uh, the running back, uh, Hughes, he he had a pretty good game last week. I mean, 123 yards and two touchdowns. And so they have a nice mixture of, of quality run game with a quality uh, quarterback. You, you don't want to get into the bend-don't-break type of situation – um, you want to try to force some quick drives and punts and so on if you're that Memphis defense to kind of keep Tulane off his heels. And so we'll see how that goes. But obviously, Pratt is, is, is one of the best quarterbacks in the, in the conference, and so that he's, he's going to be a handful. As you look at the rest of the schedule, what do you think the record's going to be when it's all said and done? Is this you know the one game where they may lose and they may, may run the table after this, or could you possibly see another loss or two after this game? Um, I'm always going to lean towards another loss just because that's, that's how college football is, right? I mean, it's really hard to run the table in the conference, uh, even if on paper it looks like they should. Um, I mean, we'll see what the SMU game is. But before the season, my prediction was, and I don't know if I'm, I'm going to hold to this, my prediction before the season was that they were going to beat Tulane and then they were going to drop a game that they shouldn't, and that game was going to be at UAB the following week. We'll see if that happens, but that was one of my my predictions because anytime I do predictions of college football teams, there's always a game that they're going to win that they're not going to be favored in. That's the Tulane game. And then there's always going to be a game that a lot of people think they shouldn't win that they might drop, and I felt that might have been UAB. I don't – my feeling about that has kind of changed. I don't see them losing to UAB, um, and so they are – their only, their only other loss, if they're going to have one, should be SMU. Agreed. Yep, I, I agree totally. And I brought this up the other day. Uh, you know, as far as the NIL stuff goes, I think that is my fear. Uh, if as you look at this kind of going forward here, how uh, it's going to play out in this conference and what this means uh, to be in this conference, because SMU obviously is is going to get up and go here. What about Memphis? Are, are they? fine being where they are or do they want to try to get up to one of these power five conferences like everybody else well i think everybody wants to be anybody who's not in a power five wants to be in a power five i think um 
because just the the money, the exposure, just the elevation of the university as a whole, what it does when you're in a, a bigger conference like, you know, a Big 12 or ACC or whatever. Um, so I do think that Memphis, if they had an opportunity to get into a Power 5 tomorrow, they would pull the trigger and say yes. Where, what fits? ACC? Is, is that the fit for them? Honestly, I think that's the only fit right now because, I mean, the Big 12 once – and I think I, I came on the show – a while ago, uh, you know, I was talking with Gabe Kuhn, and I, I told, I said the the more chaos, the better is what I had said. Sure. But when I said that, I didn't think that the chaos was going to be the fact that the Pac-12 just fell apart. Um, that was the one chaos that that could not happen, and it did happen. Um, and so that that kind of, in my opinion, that kind of um, X's out the Big 12 just because they were able to pull those those Pac-12 teams, and they're not, you know, they're not looking at Group of Five at, the, at this point. And so I do think the ACC is probably their best bet. Coach Silverfield uh, came up with some free tickets uh, for the fan base uh, for this next game, uh, and I don't know if he actually paid for the tickets, if Memphis paid for the tickets, and said he paid for the tickets. It doesn't matter either way. It's a great gesture by Silverfield and Memphis giving away some free tickets to try uh, and get more people to these games and students to the games. Uh, your thought on that PR move uh, and, and what it means for them and what it could do for this fan base if they were to beat Tulane? Well, what it says is that um, Memphis is trying to make an effort to pack the stadium as much as they can. I mean, they they understand the importance of having a crowd. And so I think that's what that's about, number one. And number two, um, yeah, I mean, if 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 you were on the fringe about going to the game and you really didn't want to spend the money, well, now you had an opportunity to get a free ticket and go. And so, I mean, from from what they just did with the free tickets to what they did with the sixty dollar ticket, you know, home game that is still going on, you know, because they haven't lost a home game yet, those type of things. I think Memphis has realized that there is a issue in terms of fan attendance that they're trying to do everything they can to fix. So kudos to them for recognizing an issue and not just sitting on their hands. We'll see how that plays out, but they seem to be doing everything that they can to bring more fans into the stadium. What about the in-game experience for the fans that go to a game? Is that something that could be changed uh, and modified uh, to pre- to kind of create more energy and a fun experience for the fans? Yeah, I mean, they have been trying to, you know, uh, through the offseason and everything. They had, they've, they've had some modifications to the in-game experience. I mean, they've, they've been trying to do that. Honestly, I don't – and this is probably like a, a pessimistic view. I don't know – if there is a just a fix-it solution, because the fan attendance isn't just a, a University of Memphis problem, right? Um, other programs across the country, Power Five or not, are dealing with the fact that attendance is down. Um, and I just think that there's a lot of other ways to watch the game, whether you're watching it at a bar with friends or um, at home with family and you don't want to spend – um, the money for a family of four or five to go. I mean, all of this is included. And then obviously on top of that, it's a lot easier to spend money on a ticket when you're winning games and Memphis is winning games right now. And so obviously the more you win, the more fans come to the stadium. And so that's where uh, this Tulane game 
they 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 beat Tulane, that could generate more buzz in the stands. But this is a problem that's going on across the country, and I don't think there's a, a um, just an absolute fix to it. That's why I say the in-game experience has to be something that you can only get there because I agree with you in the fact of, yeah, I can sit on my couch uh, and have whatever I want to eat or drink, not have to battle for a bathroom or anything of the sort, watching a college football game or a pro football game or an MLB or NBA game. It's always better. Uh, And that, I think, is part of the reason why people aren't going as much, especially families probably, because of how much the cost actually is and then getting in, getting out with parking and then the price of concessions and so forth. Uh, And it's just cheaper to stay home and still have a lot of fun, have some friends over uh, and watch the game in your living room. And then if you're a novice, like if you're a novice college football fan, um, you feel more informed about the game when you're watching it on TV because the broadcast helps you out with what's going on. They give you um, certain stories about players throughout the game. And so like, and when you're watching in the stands, you don't get all that. So if you're somebody who's just moderately interested in college football, it's it's easier to watch on television, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Hey, I see uh, you're an Indiana alum. Is that true? Yes, I, I am. You uh, Are you a fan of the new TV streaming deal uh, for the Big Ten? Because, for instance, they're going to start having football and basketball games now only available on Peacock, and it won't be on over-the-air TV at all. Yeah, I'm not. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of the whole Peacock, um, Amazon Prime, like getting rights to 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 the games and stuff. Uh, I have it on 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 TV. Like, I don't mind stuff being on Peacock and Amazon Prime, but when you can only watch it on Peacock and Amazon Prime, it you know it forces you to have to get all these streaming services, and obviously. A lot of us have went to streaming services anyway and everything. But now you have to get this one and that one just to, to be a, a college fan or a, a sports yeah. fan. I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a big fan of being forced into getting all these different streaming sites because I want to watch sports. Because what ended up happening was everybody that wanted to cut the cord and not do satellite, not do college, or not do cable and all that stuff and thought, okay, I'm going to beat this system and I'm going to save myself money. Now, at the end of the day, by the time you sign up for all these apps that you have to watch uh, to begin with, you're paying just as much as you probably would be paying for satellite or cable TV. Yeah, right. And so, like, that's the it's just like, did we did we do it to ourselves? Yeah, <laughs> you I know think what so. I mean? Like, yeah, they 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 responded. You know, these markets, they respond to the consumer. So as the consumer, we've told them, we don't want to watch cable. We want streaming sites. And so now streaming sites are like, well, hey, everybody's watching us. Let's go get these games. And so it's just a it's a revolving cycle, I guess, that, you know, part of it is, is it's our fault to blame, I guess. Yeah, no doubt about it. He is Frank Bonner the second. Follow him on Twitter at Frank underscore Bonner 2, a Memphis uh, beat writer uh, for the Daily Memphian. Uh, thanks so much for coming on, Frank. Gabe Kuhn returns next week, uh, and have a good weekend. Uh, you too. There he is, Frank Bonner uh, the second here on the Gabe Kuhn Show. I'm Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, 92.9 FM ESPN. Coming up next, The Blitz. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 